You've got work friends, you've got best friends, and now you've got ghoul friends. Hello and welcome to episode 132 of the Ghoul Friends Ghoul Friend Podcast. Ghoul Friends Podcast. <laughs> okay, who are you? <laughs> I'm Celeste. I love how you forgot the name of the podcast. Oh my god, you have it on your shirt because I was like, the fuck podcast is this? <laughs> the one that belongs to us. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. You would think yeah. after 132 episodes we would like do it correctly? No. No. That's fine. I remember when like we first started and yeah. like someone would fuck up like that and we'd be like, start over, it has to be perfect. Now I'm just like, you know what I'm here. No, you get what you get. Sorry kids. <laughs> um, no, I think so too. It uh you would think by 132 episodes we would have figured this shit out, but yeah, no, alas, no. here we are. Here we are. <laughs> we and also just a fun fact, every time before we hit record. Caitlin has to take about 30 seconds to, like, try and expel every gas out of her body. <laughs> like, right before we hit record, she, like, had a nasty-ass <laughs> So you're welcome. Oh, uh, you literally said this morning, you're like, did I marry an actual dude? Because, like, you just act like a dude. Yeah. Well, let me tell you a little bit about Caitlin. Caitlin was raised by Greg. And if you've ever met Greg, you will get exactly what I'm referring to. Like, Caitlin can out-drink, out-cuss, and out-burp, and out-fart any grown man. Easily. Easily. Yes. <laughs> I can't even fight that one. No, and it's funny, too, because I remember the differences, because, obviously, Caitlin has a brother. Mm-hmm. And I have just uh, Gabby Gould, the younger sister. And, like, growing up with girls and growing up with boys is, like, such a different upbringing like I remember the first time we were joking around I was like kind of punched you in the arm and you fucking like landed one on me and I was like oh my god <laughs> yeah um there was a lot of roughhousing growing I up. That. um if you it, we, it was very much an eye for an eye in our house <laughs> Fair. um I remember I was little but um I bit like I was a biter mm. and I remember I bit my brother one time and my mom was like nope come over here and he bit me back and I remember her saying like bite her hard <laughs> I didn't bite him ever again <laughs> pro parenting <laughs> I was saying it was correct but <laughs> um no we would my my dad would let me like punch his arm as hard as I could he probably would let me right now too oh yeah he just, still would yeah um it just was always you could well, you couldn't fart at the kitchen table. That was like our one. <laughs> we drew the line. <laughs> but you could just, you, if you had the fart, you just get up, walk in the other room, let her rip, <laughs> you could come back. <laughs> oh, uh, oh my God. Yeah. We grew up in very different families. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> oh. I don't think I had any, other than farting at the kitchen table, I think I was like our only like rule. We never had like a curfew or. Oh, hell no. Kathy and Jeff had us locked the fuck down. (laughs) Now, doesn't mean we didn't find ways to get around it, but... Yeah, oh, I heard your stories and Gabby Gould's stories. Like me falling down the fire escape. (laughs) So, I don't think I've told this story before on the podcast. And to be fair, my parents now know. And when I told my mother this, I was probably... This was probably like a couple years ago. And she was like, you're grounded. And I'm like, I don't live with you anymore. I'm like, you can't ground me. Can't do that. So... The way our house that we grew up in was set up, it was kind of like, it was on a hill. So, like, all the bedrooms were on the bottom level of the house, but it was still, like, partially kind of into the ground, if that makes sense. It was, like, into the side of a mountain. Right. So, Gabby's room had a window that looked out, but it, like, literally looked out at a stone wall, and there was a very rickety-ass ladder that went up, like, in case of a fire, and you needed to crawl up, and you basically (laughs) pop up through the flower beds. 
well, you know, hood rat <laughs> me decided, you know, when I was in high school doing all the things that, you know, teenagers like to go out and do, um, came home late one night and all the doors were locked and the only one I could get open was Gabby's window. So I crawled down the fire escape and like I called her and told her to open the window and she was down there waiting for me. And I literally like slipped and this thing was probably 800 years old. So it just snapped. And I literally, we just, I like fell on top of her and we just laid at the bottom of this like nasty ass like wall for like an hour because we both thought we had like broken our backs, but alas, we survived and my parents never figured that out. So, I mean, you know, which, which way is better? Having a lot of rules, knowing your kids are probably going to find ways around them or just not having any. It's true. See, I think we would have to meet in the middle. Mm. I wouldn't, I would have rules. Like if you mm-hmm. had children, there would be rules. For yeah, sure. I know how dumb I was. And I'm like, um. <laughs> but like, I always told my parents, like, we always had to tell them like where we were going. That's like, fair. We're going here. This is what we're, we're going to be drinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the rule always was don't drink and drive and don't fair. get in a car. Yeah. With someone they will always come pick us up. Fair. I think that's a fair rule. Yeah. For sure. Oh, hey, Mish. You said you wanted more Mishka. You've got him. <laughs> so Mishka is on a water strike at the moment um, because Caitlin, oh. I think we talked about this before, Yeah, had this really bad habit that she started when we were still stateside of lifting him to our faucet to drink. Because it was really cute at first. At first is the key word. (laughs) And then we left and they went to grandma's. And then she called and was like, why is he just standing at the sink and howling? And we're like, oh, because he wants you to pick him up. (laughs) And so we got them here and we've done it a little bit, but now we're trying to get him not to do that. We have rules. Boundaries. So now he just sits at the kitchen sink and howls. And we bought him a really nice fountain that like mimics a A faucet. faucet. Yeah. I mean, it just dribbles down and... Hey, Mish. Does he care? No. no. So, you're probably going to hear Mish go the majority of this episode. <laughs> so sorry. Uh, yes. What else um, did we do? Sorry, we had a timeout last week. Mm-hmm. I was slowly dying, but we're, yeah. we're back on She's the good. Yeah. She's good again. Yeah. Um, yes, it's been very busy. Work has been very, very busy for me. It's about to get way busier. So, um, yeah, you got a big week coming up. That's going to be fun. Uh, let's see. I'm starting school again. So Celeste is going back to hell. Um, and Mishka <laughs> you're already there, y'all. <laughs> We're living in it, y'all. Um, yeah, I think that's about the big ones. Um, you're going to have to hold him to that faucet. I'm not holding into the faucet. No, he can go right into the other room. I'll bring him in there if he keeps going. Um, we planned a trip. We did plan a trip. Our first trip. I feel like now we're settled. We're more comfortable here. We're mm-hmm. feeling good, feeling like we can <laughs> go somewhere, do something. Yeah. You can talk about that. Okay. So, um, for Caitlin. You're just laying on the floor and you're not the nothing. <laughs> he just knows we're recording. That's why. Oh, man. Mishka. Remember when we said we missed them? Oh, Mr. Mishka. So, <laughs> anyway. Uh, while she does that, we are going to France soon because where we are in Germany is quite close to France. So we're going to go do that and take the train for the first time and be brave. So yes, I'm excited. We, um, we were brave yesterday. Well, you we, had been brave before. Yeah. Yeah. It was my first time being brave. We took the with bus. You. 
Um, yeah. It took a little figuring out, but we, we figured it out. Yeah, you know, I think that's something that's I'm still adjusting to, at least for me here, is that, you know, I mean, in some cities in the U.S., public transportation is yeah. a thing, but largely no. Um, here it's very accessible. There's literally a bus stop outside of our house. Yeah. Um, and you can take two, you take one bus, go two stops and you're in the downtown part of the city Yeah. and you don't have to worry about parking and it's just so easy. Well, it's, it's where we could walk it. Like we could definitely walk to the downtown part. Um, but it's just like, we live on like the top of a fucking mm -hmm. mountain. Um, and it's hot. So. Yeah, I mean, in in the cooler months, we could definitely walk. I would yeah. say, but it's so convenient to just pop on, just pop jump off. on the bus. They never check your ticket. You just get on, get off. Yeah, no, we we've been buying tickets. We're not saying we just ride them for free. But, but you could, you you could. <laughs> I'm like, I don't quite understand how how they how they do that. <laughs> well, like we've talked about it before. Yeah, I feel like just Germans in general are very, um, like on the honor system mm -hmm. like, yeah for sure our lights like i don't know yeah. if we've talked about our light i think we probably have but like our light houses here don't come with light fixtures so there's just wires hanging and, down yeah and so you have to hire an electrician and which, you also have to go buy your own lights yes which is i've never was really bought a hard. light in my life so no i was we, just like i don't know what's gonna look good <laughs> caitlin had a freaking like texas-sized <laughs> menti bee right in the middle of the ikea <laughs> I was so pissed at you. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, like, 800 lights and 500 light bulbs later, you know, we had all our stuff. And the guy just comes, and he spends a couple hours installing all our lights, and then he just leaves. And we're like, Do Like, we didn't pay? say goodbye, didn't even say he was done, or, like, hey, he just, you're all set. Just gone. The door just shut, and I was like, is he Okay. <laughs> and then we've never gotten charged for it, ever. Mm -mm. Like, so, okay. we don't quite know what's going on there, but we're working on it. Um, yeah, and like the bus. I mean, you just hop on, hop off. Yeah. But it was nice. It was fun. It was a fun little morning. Had some lunch down there. Yeah. Almost got murdered by hornets. I, I saved you. You I did. trapped him until we left. So, so go ahead. No, no, you can say it. Um, I would say hornets here are like... Oh my God. Pretty bad, which, Ooh. um, Celeste is, um, anaphylactically... Allergic. Allergic to them, <laughs> so that's terrifying. I just keep that thing on me. My thing, I mean, an EpiPen. <laughs> um, and I bought a um, electric fly swatter, which has been really fun to use. So Caitlin's like sizzling hornets as they fly into our house. <laughs> so yeah, um, we're looking forward to uh, the temps getting cooler, yeah. so all the wasps will die off. Yep. And I'm looking forward to getting to use German healthcare and <laughs> go get my allergies assessed. Yeah, me too. So... Yeah, that's the other part of the adventure yesterday. Yes. All right. Well, I think we're we, at the mark. We rambled. So what are we doing? Because you had this idea. Um, actually, it was not my idea. It was... The idea was given to the you. The idea was given to me by our Google friend, Lindsay. Her favorite um, friendly witch. Yes. And, um, you know, we've done an episode. This is on triangles. Um, mm -hmm. We did one way we've back. We've done. Yep, we have done one. We did the... Um, Bermuda. I did the Bermuda and you did the... Bennington. Yes. Yes. Um, fun fact, there's a lot of fucking triangles out you there. You know, we don't talk about that. I, you know, I was 
pleasantly surprised at the number of triangles I, that exist in the and world. I had never heard of the one you're going to talk about. Or I had never heard of the one that I'm going to talk about. Um, and and I really goes. feel we could do another episode on triangles, yeah. too, because there's a lot. There's a lot of weird shit happening in these triangles. Dude, we are in some weird simulation. I get to talk about aliens and triangles and put my tinfoil hat on, which you know I love to do. Listen, if we were in a simulation and I found out that I had to be working through the simulation, <laughs> I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I don't want to work. <laughs> I don't want to work through the simulation. I swear I saw a glitch in the system the other day. and I tried The bird? To, yeah. Oh, there's yeah. a bird here. So where we live, there's obviously like the downtown part, but mm-hmm. it's very... Um, it's not rural, but, like, tons of fields. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. you can look. Oh, this one stretch of road, I mean, you can see forever, and it's mm-hmm. just fields and fields and fields. So, naturally, there's a lot of birds. And there's a bird that I swear, like, it's flapping its wings, but it's not moving anywhere. It's, like, just Ooh. standing still. Uh, like, like, in the air. In the air, yeah. That's weird. Like, hovering. Hmm. Like, I've never seen a bird do that. Do that. Weird. Like, glitch. Yep. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Are you better now? Yeah, she's had a drink. She's... Beyonce? <laughs> <laughs> Go take a nap. Let's go. All right. Um, so do you want me to start? Sure. Okay. Um, so I did the Bass Strait Triangle, um, and this is in Australia. Okay. Um, it separates the states of Victoria and Tasmania. Okay. Um, it's a pretty small stretch of water um, through here. Um, it's about 160 feet or 50 meters deep. Mm, okay. Um, and due to, like, the wind and kind of just how it's arranged there, it's pretty choppy all mm. the time. Like, it's not a safe kind of... Treacherous. Yeah, um, stretch of water. Um, but the ports of Melbourne, Stanley, Burnie, Devonport, and Bell Bay, to okay. name a few, um, they have to cross through there to get goods and stuff across. Okay. Like, there's not... A way around it. Really another way to go. Okay. Um... So keep in mind, um, I have a tinfoil hat, but I'm also not stupid. I think a lot of these probably have to do with the conditions of sure. the water. Yeah. Um, so I kind of, I just kind of listed them. Um, it was the um, stretch of water was discovered when um, people just started noticing lots of like wrecked ships washing ashore. Yeah. And so they sure. kind of just explored it a little more and they're like, oh, this, this is why they're they're, you know, wrecked. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a different word. To sure. it, <laughs> it's not coming to me. <laughs> um, and a lot of people in boats would go missing and never return. And it's believed that they went through that, you know, place straight. Okay. Yeah. And probably crashed and died. Okay. Um, so once it was discovered, um, there were a million, I kind of just went with kind of the, the biggest sure. ones. Um, but there were, I mean, pages and pages and pages of sure. mostly just wrecked ships or disappearances of ships yeah. and people. Mm-hmm. Um, so this goes back all the way to 1858. A British warship called the HMS Sapo disappeared. Um, there were over 100 souls on board, and it crashed. It had to have crashed, um, they said, but there was never wreckage or bodies ever found. Oof. Yeah, that's kind of weird. See... No, over a hundred people, right? Mm-hmm. You would think at least some, some bodies would be found. Sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. Nothing. Um, in 1901, a coal ship called the SS Federal disappeared with 31 crew members on board. Um, no P 
people were found, but they did find it. This is crazy. This was in 1901. They found the wreckage in 2019. What? Yeah. Isn't that weird? That's weird. Yeah. Um, on September 10th of 1920, a schooner. Is that how you say it? Schooner? Schooners. I think it's a schooner. Schooner. I like that word. Schooner. Schooner. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, a schooner named the SS Amelia J disappeared. Um, okay, so this one got a little tricky. I remember reading this one. So the SS Amelia J disappeared. The HMAS Swordsman okay. was ordered to search for the ship. So they were kind of in charge of yeah. finding this little boat. Sure. Right? Um, while they were searching for this boat, another um, like second ship called the SS Southern Cross went missing. Ooh. So two ships went missing. Okay. Um, so there was a military plane called the Air DH.9A. How these things are named, I okay. don't know, but that's just what it was. <laughs> sure. Um, was ordered to search for both of the ships, uh, but the plane disappeared without a trace. What the hell? And everyone's like, huh. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> something, something happened. Um, and nothing, no, sh- um, plane, the only thing that was found was the wreckage of the SS Southern Cross. So even missing. a plane isn't safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Weird. Crazy, right? Um, so this is where, um, it may not be as kind of related to the triangle, but I did want to throw it in there that during the second world war, um, several aircraft went missing in the Bass Strait triangle. Um, a lot of people believe that it was, you know, the triangle, but yeah. most likely it was because they were, um, just very, uh, inexperienced pilots Right. Over, you know, just like not a, a good rough area. area. Yeah. Um, and they believe that they probably crashed mm-hmm. due to that. Sure. Yeah, I can see that. Um, so, yeah, there's way more ships, like I said, that went missing mm-hmm. that wasn't part of this. Sure. I am going to throw one in here, though. Um, there was a yacht named the Charleston that oh. disappeared in 1979. Interesting. I had to throw that yeah. in there. Just sure. Because it was Charleston. Charleston. Fair. Um, okay, so now this is the part that I'm super excited about because we're bringing in aliens. <laughs> Fair. You know I love an alien, right? I, yes. Um, so in 1978, a Cessna plane, which is just a small... Like plane. a bush plane. Yeah. Yeah. Usually just a couple seats, nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1978, a plane flown by Frederick Valentish, Valentish um, disappeared after reporting a UFO. I think we've talked about this before. Oh. It sounds very familiar, but like from way, way back. So go on. Because I, I know that name, but that's all I remember. Oh, well, that's new to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is um, kind of the story of what happened. Okay. Um, at 7.06 p.m., Valentich radioed to the Melbourne Flight Service that he mm-hmm. was being followed by an unidentified aircraft Mm-mm. at 4,500 feet or 1,400 meters. Okay. Tower told him that there was no known traffic there. Um, the only reported plane was him. Um, well, Valentin said, nay, nay, there absolutely is something yeah. um, around me. He told the tower that it was a very large aircraft illuminated by four bright landing lights, hmm. a shiny metal surface, and had uh, a green light. Um, he said it was moving at a very high speed mm-hmm. and would sometimes orbit over his aircraft. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and then he said it would dart around him and he said it felt like it was intentionally like messing with you. Okay. 
Um, so that's kind of freaky, right? Yeah. Um, then he started experiencing uh, like mechanical engine Whoa. issues in his plane, which is Ow. not good. Um, so basically, Tower is trying to ask him to identify the aircraft, and his response was, "It's not an aircraft." Um, and after that, it was um, Tower reported hearing like loud metallic like scraping Ooh. sound, just not. Um, normal sounds. Yeah. Um, in my head, it just went straight to like the dial up <laughs> internet thing. <laughs> um, for all our yeah. middle-aged people that remember that sound. Um, oh my God, are we considered middle-aged now? Maybe. I got to Google that real quick. I'm sorry. I made that just made me maybe young adults. What is considered <laughs> middle-aged? Maybe 40. Hold on. This is about to get real scary. <laughs> Middle age is defined as being between the ages of 40 and 60. Okay. All right. So we're still good. Okay. All right. All right. We're good. Sorry. Sorry. Like, sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just hit you there. I hit you good. Did you ever watch the show randomly? Sorry. Mm-mm. You ever watch Gilmore Girls? Uh, that no. show. <laughs> Do I look like someone? Listen, we talked about my upbringing before. Do I look like someone that would watch Gilmore Girls? Fair. I used to love it when I was younger, but I watched a TikTok today and they're like, when you realize that the main character who was like, it was like about this mom and daughter and like the mom had had the daughter at like as a teenager. So she was a lot younger. Yeah. And like, he was like, this guy was like, I was watching the other day and I realized that she in the show is like 32 and he's like, I'm 32. <laughs> I'm like, oh God. And yeah. It sneaks up on you big time. Yeah. I All remember right. my mother turning 32. That's Yeah. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, yeah. So, the um, dial-up internet tone. So, they, they hooked up through. to the Wi-Fi. <laughs> um, and then all contact was lost after Oof. that. Um, multiple ships and eight aircraft were sent out to search for him. Um, they searched for almost a week and covered almost um, 1,000 square miles or 2,600 square kilometers with no luck. So, they didn't Oof. find him or any Fine. plane. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they stopped, obviously, searching. Yeah. Um, UFOlogists speculate that extraterrestrials either destroyed the aircraft or abducted him. Mm-hmm. Um, there were also reported sightings of an erratically moving green light reported Ooh. that night. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of weird. Interesting. Um, a man named Roy Manifold took a picture of it, um, and it was pretty dark, obviously, because it was, you know, evening time. Yeah. Um, Did he go missing, too? No. (laughs) Um, And a UFO writer named Jerome Clark um, was looking into the Mm. the picture, um, and he called it a bona fide unknown flying object of moderate dimensions, apparently surrounded by a cloud-like vapor or exhaust residue. Interesting. Yeah. Dang. Isn't that crazy? That is wild. Yeah. So I don't think I want to cross the Bass Strait Triangle. I think I'm I'm good I think we're good. Thank you. Um, That was a good one. I did not know about that one. And I guarantee you're not going to know about mine either. <laughs> All right. So for my first one, we're talking about the Michigan Triangle. All right. So are you ready to hear about this triangle? Yes. All right. So like I said before, I'm talking about the Michigan Triangle, specifically Lake Michigan. Okay. And, you know, I was thinking about it, and this kind of made sense the more I thought this through. Because, like, who gave the Great Lakes permission to be so fucking big? Like, there's got to be something roaming around out there, you it, know? It's true. I've never seen... Them? I've never been to Michigan, but... I have been to Chicago, and okay. I forget which one you were on if you're in Chicago, so sorry. American 
education system <laughs> failed me. Um, but they're like, like they're fucking huge. Well, they have like, like waves and shit, like yeah. the ocean. Yeah, it looks like an ocean. Yeah. So th- the more I read about this, I was like, you know what? It would make sense that there's some, you know, sketchiness Sketchy, going yeah. on out there. So um, to give you an idea of where this is, uh, this goes from Ludington to Benton Harbor, Michigan, okay. to Manitowoc, Wisconsin. Okay. So um, it really kind of first started having some weirdness happen in 1891 when a schooner, that seems to be a <laughs> popular word today, yep. called the Thomas Hume set sail and never came back. Now, you know, at my time, I'm thinking 1891, like maybe ships weren't exactly. Built. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, in 1921, this kept going though. A ship called the Rose Bell was moving supplies when it vanished, mm-hmm. but then it was found overturned, but no crew on board. This is where it gets really, really weird. In 1937, Captain George Donner was uh, commanding the O.M. McFarland through um, very icy areas of Lake Michigan. Okay. Very treacherous. Um, and, you know, it's a long journey. He gets, you know, he's tired, so he goes back to his quarters to, you know, go rest. Mm-hmm. Well, as they start nearing their destination, the crew go to wake him up um, as they're getting close to Port Washington and he's nowhere to be found. Like, he's not in his cabin. The what? cabin is locked from the inside. But he's not there. But he's not there. All his things are there. There's no reports of him, like, for some reason going overboard. Like, That's he's creepy. just gone. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Just, he apparated about there. <laughs> Much like the flies when I hit them. <laughs> With the electric flies. <laughs> There's not even a fly left. No. Like, when I, well, unless they're really big. The hornets don't disappear either. Yeah. But a small fly, it just cracks and they're gone. Listen, these flies, these hornets, the insects in Germany are for real. Yeah, there's a lot of them. There are. Um, All right. So much like your story, too, the triangle in Michigan does not just uh, discriminate for uh, boats. It also will snatch up airplanes, too. So in 1950, Northwestern Airlines Flight 2501 was traveling over Lake Michigan. Um, The captain, Captain Lynn, requested to descend to 2,500 feet because of a storm. Um, The tower said, no, you can't do that. You should maintain your altitude. And after that, the plane just up and, like, literally vanished. Um, They lost all contact. So immediately they began dragging, you know, parts of the lake looking for wreckage. Um, They found no signs of wreckage, but bodies began washing up days later. So there were no survivors. Yeah. Now, this is also really, really strange. In 2007, an archaeology professor named Mark Hawley and Brian Abbott um, decided to use sonar to search the lake looking for shipwrecks. Mm-hmm. Um, in doing that, they ended up coming across in 40 feet of water a structure that looks like Stonehenge. Ooh. Like, not a naturally occurring, like something was put there. That goes with your theory of aliens living mm-hmm. underwater. Yep. Looks like Stonehenge, and one of the structures has what looks like a, a prehistoric carving of a mastodon. Which a mastodon is like, um, think like woolly mammoth type creature. That's so like, how the hell did Stonehenge get up into Lake Michigan? Yeah, and what does that mean? So there's some weirdness happening up in Lake Michigan. Some weirdness happening up there. Sorry, (laughs) y'all. All right, so that's that one. Okay. The next one I've got for you is called the Dragon's Triangle. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, this is also known as the Devil's Sea. Sorry, it just reminds me of the dragon on 
Okay, I think we've talked about Shrek before and how it's our like literal it's a gold favorite movie. Yeah. movie. <laughs> gold standard. The, the dragon. Oh, you're a girl dragon. <laughs> sure, I mean, of, of course. course. <laughs> that is like a low key, like slapping, like that's a good movie. Celeste and I could literally recite word for word. I bet if we just started talking, like reading the book, we wouldn't even need to watch the movie. I bet we could just literally yeah. recite the entire movie. Truly. It's so good. If you haven't seen it, you absolutely have to watch it. Who has not seen Shrek? I don't know. Probably to kids now, it's... It, how... Oh, my God. When did it come out? We were hey, little... I'm already feeling old. You gonna make this even worse. <laughs> what year <laughs> did Shrek... Did Shrek... <laughs> They're like, why are you Googling this? You should see my Google history and shit that I saw. Oh, do you have a guess? Um... 2001. Yeah. Really? Right on. Nice. <laughs> That's pretty good. All right. What about Toy Story? Let's make you feel real old. Oh, fuck. Um, 98? 96. Oh, my God. This we year were my... six. Gabby Ghoul was born oh that year. God. <laughs> we were six. Dang. Right. You know how it says, like, people may ask, but, like, something, what gender is Shrek? <laughs> Why? Why is that a Why question? Why is that a question? <laughs> <laughs> that was not my question to be fair. <laughs> fair. Someone asked a weirder one than me. Yeah. Fair. Okay, sorry. No, we're good. Back to the dragon's track. Dragon. Sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. So this is a region of the Pacific that's south of Tokyo. Um, and this was a term I had not seen before, but I found this kind of interesting. I'll talk about this a little later. It's known as one of the vile vortices of the earth. And vortices what the fuck is, that? is the plural of vortex. So, keep that in mind. Um, So, these areas are thought to be influenced by the pull of electromagnetic waves, and they're just very, very strong in these areas. And that is what believe attributes to, like, all the weirdness going on. So, um, just... Where is this? I'm sorry. This is south of Tokyo. Okay, okay, okay. Um, So, just a little history on the, uh, the area. So, apparently... Kublai Khan, who was the grandson of Genghis Khan of the Mongol Empire, tried to get to Japan via the Dragon's Triangle, and he lost all of his ships and 40,000 crew members because of typhoons in the area. And this was way, way back in the day. So, um, and actually, marine biologists have recently located the remnants of where these shipwrecks are, so they can prove that this happened. Um, now, in the 1940s and 50s, many fishing ships and, se- um, and more than, excuse me, five military vessels went missing in the area. Um, basically, I believe it was the Japanese government sent out a research ship called the Kayo Maru to investigate and try and figure out what happened. But mm-hmm. in the pattern we see, that doesn't go well either. Right. This was in 1952, and it went missing as well. And the wreck was recovered, but the crew was never found. Yikes. So they were like, we're just going to stop looking now. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of theories on, you know, what makes this all happen in this area. Um, so scholar Ivan Sanderson said it was a combination of hot and cold currents that this can cause electromagnetic disturbances, which can also attribute to wrecking ships. Okay. Um, it's also thought that shifts in volcanic activity can cause, this is, this is wild to me. Volcanic activity can cause islands to be pulled under while new ones are formed. What the fuck? Like, you can just pull a whole ass island under. You could definitely pull a ship under then. Yeah. So it's thought that that could have something to do with these disappearances. Oh, that would be um, awful. Yeah, that's like, that's terrifying. Yeah. 
Um, and then a final theory on this are what are called methane hydrates on the um, seabed. Mm-hmm. And when, now, not, not into chemistry or anything, so this is what I read. When methane hydrates um, gas, bubbles form on the surface while deposits are um, basically pulled up from the bottom of the ocean. Okay. And this, like, change in um, balance can also result in, like, ships being pulled down. Jeez. So, yeah, that sounds, like, terrifying. Have you seen the TikTok that it's a science teacher there in, like, middle school or high school? And she's got two, like, beakers full of, like, clear liquid. And then it's, like, in real time. She, like, dumps one and then dumps it back in together. And, like, at the snap, like, it doesn't, like, like slowly change color. It goes from clear to black, like, in a, not even a second. Science is weird. Have you seen that? No. Next time, I've seen it a couple times. Sorry, I scratched myself. Um... I've seen it a couple of times. That's it's weird. Fucking wild. See, this one I wish I had been good at chemistry, but I, hate, I, I nope. I hate chemistry. I struggled so hard in chemistry. I love science. Well, I have a degree in science, so <laughs> that makes so. sense. <laughs> um, I've always loved science. Yeah, I just like chemistry is just so granular to me. Like I knew I was kind of in for a long ride in high school when I had to take chemistry and. They asked what a mole was, and I was like, it's that thing that pops up out of the ground. And they said, no, it's not. <laughs> oh, it's I the said, thing on your face. I said, oh, no. snap. <laughs> so, no, I am not good at chemistry, but, I mean, it's fascinating, chemical reactions. So. They are pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought that that could also have a big impact on why all these ships go missing in yeah. these areas. Now, um, I talked about, you know, the term bile vortices, and that's actually a term that was coined by the biologist that I was talking about earlier, Ivan Sanderson. And he says that there are, I believe, 11 known vile vortices across the earth. Mm-hmm. So I, I listed them out. And some of these, oh, okay. I know we know, and some of these I've never heard of. Okay. Um, one, the Bermuda Triangle. Two, um, the Algerian Megaliths. Uh, three, the Indus Valley. Four, the Hamakalia Volcano in Hawaii. Um, five, the Devil's Sea, which mm-hmm. we were talking about. Six, the South Atlantic Anomaly, which I want to look up because that sounds intriguing. Sounds good. Seven, the Wharton Basin. Eight, Easter Island Megaliths. Okay, that has been on my list. Those are the big-ass, like, statues, like, carvings on Easter Island, if you've looked those up. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll show you. Um, the area east of Rio de Janeiro, the Loyalty Islands, and the North Pole are all thought to be vile vortices. So Nice. Quite interesting. Yeah. So uh, what I got is there's not a lack of uh, triangles, triangles on Earth. Or weird shit happening. Or weird happening. Yeah, yeah, like, strange. I don't... I don't it's know. Weird man. Aliens. I'm going with my sea alien theory. It's got to be aliens. The Kraken is an alien. I feel like we're Hear just gonna, we're gonna die and we're gonna be like, well, we were so fucking wrong about everything. <laughs> no one got it right. <laughs> yeah. No. I'm like, ever since I saw the movie The Abyss, like way way back, mm-hmm. which is a great movie, highly recommend. Um, like I firmly believe that aliens are like under the ocean. Like yeah. how? Like we've only explored like what five percent of the ocean, right? And think of how far out we've gone in the universe, which mm-hmm. I still find odd. Or maybe they're just hiding in plain sight. They're just like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you're smart enough, you'd see us. <laughs> but we've gone like. Remember that photo was just taken. Like, yeah. The farthest we've ever like gotten a photo. That's, That's insane. Pretty cool, but yeah, like nothing. No other signs of life. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. I feel mm-hmm. like you easily can go down a rabbit hole when you start thinking about that. Literally. Yeah. I don't know. Weird. Aliens, man. Aliens. Always the aliens. I really scratched myself and it hurts. Oh. Mm-hmm. Sorry. 
is it. All right. That was a shorter episode. It was. Sorry. 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 <laughs> Sorry. We're busy exploring. Yes. Doing things. <laughs> Killing wasps. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was a good one. Thank yeah. you to our friendly witch Lindsay for yes. that suggestion. Mm-hmm. Um, and also remember that if you ever have a suggestion, listeners, that you'd like us to cover, please do send it in. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Let's see. Any final words before we start wrapping up? No, I don't think so. I got nothing to say. <laughs> so I believe at this point we have four listener stories. Okay. Um, and I think we said we wanted two more. Two more. So again, I know you've got stories. Send them in, and then we'll do a listener stories episode because yeah. those are fun to do. Yeah, that'll be a good one if we um when we go to France. Yeah. If we can do that. So yeah. Send them in. Send them in, please. So make our lives easier. So we can enjoy France and not worry about podcasting. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, then go see Caitlin on Facebook. Yep. Send her all your pics. Um, let's see. Go see us on Instagram. You can always find us at Ghoul Friends Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Ghoul underscore Friends. You can find us on TikTok at Ghoul Friends Podcast. And if you have a listener story or just want to email us, you can always do that at ghoulfriendspodcast at gmail.com. And if you need some sweet, sweet Ghoul Friends merch to keep you spooky and cool for the it's, summer. Well, it's starting to get... To- fall so it's spooky season the holy season is coming (laughs) and if you need to get ready for that you can do that at ghoulfriendspod.redbubble.com yes all right you're so good at that (laughs) it's just like honestly just a string in my mind like it's always the same order so i never forget it all right well for now we hope you stay safe we hope you always stay spooky as always i'm celeste i'm caitlin and we're your ghoul friends what's the name of our podcast (laughs) bye